0: Our scripture passage for today comes from Proverbs 3, verses 5-8. through Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh, and refreshment to your bones. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Today uh, is a special day as we have a guest speaker uh, coming to speak for us. You know he wanted to join us in person and was prepared to join us in person, but because of our circumstance of having to uh, close live worship for the past two weeks, he's speaking to us uh, through this medium. Uh, Hopefully, he will join us some other day where we could see him face to face and have him speak to us directly. Some of you may already know him. His name is Reverend Tay Cho. He is the pastor over at North Shore community church I heard he came and spoke uh, years previous at our church so let's all welcome him with a nice round of applause
1: well let us pray as we receive word of God dear Heavenly Father I want to thank you for this time where we could gather together as church family to worship you and to honor you and Lord we want to spend next couple of minutes studying your word, I pray that you will give us wisdom for us to understand. And may we take this word and apply it in our daily lives. Lord, I pray for those that who um, might be struggling or people that who might be um, distracted this morning. Lord, I pray that you will take those things away So your people that who are here this morning may be fully dedicate their time in worship. So bless us this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, hello, New Creation Fellowship family. I am delighted to come and to share the word of God. I wish that I could be there in person but, you know, we've been used to this for about a year now because of our uh, current status with uh, COVID-19 um, pandemic. So I am even thankful that we're able to have these kind of technology to come together to worship God. So I want to thank you um, and thank Pastor John for allowing me to uh, spend our uh, next uh, moment with you sharing uh, the message of hope, uh, message of hope. Um, as I was preparing myself for uh, the Sunday, uh, Pastor John uh, have probably uh, shared with you many different things. Um, I'm guessing that he already uh, started preaching um, the word from the book of Proverbs and um, he probably... Um, Started the series by describing and explaining what wisdom is and how wisdom, uh, what what are some ways that you know people could look at uh, wisdom and and even why someone would need wisdom and ultimately how one can obtain this wisdom. Uh, so today, um, for the next few minutes, I want to unpack uh, Proverbs chapter three verses five through eight and try to tell you and try to teach you how you could obtain this wisdom. And one of the ways that you could obtain this wisdom is by humbling yourself before God. Then what does it mean for you to humble before yourself, God? Or how can I live humbling myself before God? Well, as you study through the scripture, you will see that God gives wisdom, right? And not only that God gives wisdom, but he also gives grace and he also gives his favor to those that who are humble before him. So with this in mind, I would like to share three simple points for us to consider. Number one, humble yourself before God. You're not wise as you think. Number two, Humble humble yourself before God, trust in the Lord with all your hearts. And third, and lastly, humble yourself before God, fear the Lord. So the first point is this, humble yourself before God. You're not as wise as you think. How many of you who are listening this morning think you're wise? Raise your hand. What make you wise? Well, over the years, as I look back at my um, my ministry, pastoring God's people, I came across uh, many children, many youth group students who are in middle school and high school, and also college students and grad school students, professionals, parents, grandparents, who think to themselves that they're wise, on their own, so the wisdom or the knowledge that they have, they gained it because they earned it, and their reasoning for believing in in these kind of way is because of the pride that they have themselves. Well, they made you know some people believe in this way because they earned it. They earn good grades because they study their butts off. Yeah, sure. Or they got in, accepted into prestigious schools uh, because of their uh, uh, good work ethics and being able to, you know, do a uh, do community service, be involved with clubs and etc. And et cetera. Or even getting a dream job on their own. Or someone says. Or someone are saying, because, you know, I am, I am wise because I have so many different experiences living in this world. I went to so many different uh, other parts of the world. I serve other people and I did all these and those things are things that they, those are, those are some of the things that made them wise. Well, I myself fooled myself in such believing in such a way. But our past is today is enlightening us that we are fools for thinking in this way. Why? It is because of the prideful heart that we all have. And this is very common for all of us. And as one gets accepted into good schools, find a nice high-paying jobs, or have full life experience and being able to buy a nice house or cars or etc., our ego, your ego, our ego, and self pride comes to ruin us for our priority in life does not have God or have any reflection of God in it, and this is why it is important for us to reflect other passage of the gospel or other passages in the Bible, where in James chapter four, verses six and seven. It's telling us, therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So what is God doing for those that who have pride in their hearts? He pushes them off. But what does he do for those that were humble? He gives grace. And this is the same kind of teaching in 1 Peter 5.5. Where it says again, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Our text today in Proverbs is clear in two verses. Verse 5, where it says, do not lean on your own understanding. And verse 7, where it states, be not wise on your own eyes. These two reflect a very prideful and sinful heart. So let's unpack these two verses a little. So in verse 5, where it says, do not lean on your own understanding, the the, the, the key uh, words or phrases that I want us to consider here is your own understanding. One might ask, why do I need to be cautious not to lean on my, my own understanding? It is because human insights are never enough. We have limitations to what we know and understand. Without God, we are considered to be fools in this world. That's what the scripture has been teaching us all along. Why is this? Why is this? Well, it is because of sin, because of our total depravity. Total depravity, this doctrine asserts that the people are, as a result of the fall, not inclined. Or even able to love God wholly with heart, mind, and soul and strength, but rather are inclined by nature to serve their own will and desire and reject God. So by our nature, you and I, because of our this because of our sin, we are only inclined by nature to serve ourselves and our own wills and desires. And what do we do with God? We reject God. Therefore, due to sin, we are spiritually dead. Our minds are weakened. Our hearts are corrupt. We have bondage to sin and to Satan. And we have Inability to change on our own desire. Then what do we have to do? What do we have to do? As James 4, 6, and 7, and 1 Peter 5, 5 says, we need to come before the God humbly and seek Him. Why? because of that sin again. What does Paul say in Romans chapter 3, 23 and 6, 23? Well, 3, 23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That everybody deals with this sin. And Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. That because of the sin, we're bound to die. But it doesn't end there. In that verse, second part of that verse says, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. God gives us grace as we humble ourselves before God. Without having God and his teaching in our everyday lives, one is destined for destruction. It is for that very reason that the author of Proverbs teaches the very purpose of obtaining this wisdom in chapter 1 of Proverbs. And I want you to consider what it states in verses 2 to 6, and that this author is offering practical, intellectual, moral, and probing wisdom for us to consider. And how do we get these four things, four different kinds of wisdom? Well, verse 7 says, Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. In order for us to be wise, in order for us to trust in God, we need to first deal with ourselves and seek God for our inability. You know, whenever I deal with my own sin of ego and my own sin of um, pride, um, I tend to listen to a song written by Paul Delouche called Our Boast. And this song is written from the standpoint of view from Prophet Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24, where the lyric of the song goes, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, or let the strong men boast in his strength. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let the humble come and give thanks. To the one who made us, to the one who saved us, I will boast in the Lord my God, I will boast in the one who's worthy, I will boast in the Lord my God, I will boast in the one who's worthy, He is worthy. I want us to really consider this song for a moment where it is recognizing the fact that we cannot boast on our own wisdom. We cannot boast on our own strength. We cannot boast about the riches that we might have. Why? Because all of these things are given by God. We did not earn it on our own. own. And for that reason, we need to come before God humbly and give thanks to him. Why? Because he's the one that who made us. He's the one that who made all these. He's the one that who ultimately gave you all these things. So rather than boasting on your own strength, rather than boasting on your own wisdom, rather than boasting on your own riches, we need to boast. In the Lord, my God; in the Lord, our God. And again, verse seven reminds us: not only should we not boast on our own, we also need to uh, be not wise in our own eyes and turn away from evil. So let's unpack little bit of why the author is telling us not to be wise in our own. Well, this simply means that you and your thinking and your understanding is the best. And this is the type of people that who, who looks at their own eyes and that you have it all figured out about life, about school, about marriage, about school, about children, about everything. Right? About this world. And that you don't have to listen to any of the advice of others. And especially an advice that comes from God. And that you have this tendency to live by this saying or this motto. It is my my way or the highway. It's my way or the highway. Furthermore, To be wise in your own eye is to be in your own self-estimation, self relying upon yourself and that you're self-sufficient. Thinking, hey, I don't need anybody. I'm good by myself. I'm a loner because I'm all that kind of thing. And refusing even God's help. And this, again, is a clear sign of pride, which... Proverbs sixteen eighteen clearly warns us not to have, because pride, according to that verse 18, is that pride goes before destruction. And this is the same kind of repeated theme that we're going to be going through today. So as an example, let me illustrate from Daniel chapter 4 of this person named King Nebuchadnezzar who thought who thought he was wise in his own eyes right so Daniel chapter 4 illustrates that King Nebuchadnezzar who thought he was wise in his own eyes considered himself to have full of wisdom and glory hey look at me look what I have accomplished and Nebuchadnezzar boasted of his mighty power and thought it was by his own wisdom and strength that he has built his kingdom, Babylon, according to verses 29 through 30. But what we also have to see on the other side of the road is that it was in his boasting that he lost everything. He lost his senses. He was driven away from society. He was driven away from his kingdom, and he ate grass like an ox just like God said it will happen in verses 31 to 33. You see the end result of those that who place their trust on their own eyes. Therefore, I want you guys to seriously consider this warning that our scripture is giving you today. Live away from this kind of life. I want to encourage all of you who are listening in online to self-reflect upon your own self. Are you currently living your life in this danger? that is described here in verses 5 and 7. If so, take a few moments to pray and seek God. It is not too late for you to humble yourself before God. And for those who already know this truth, then continue to live humbly before God. And this leads me to my second point, where he says, humble yourself before God, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Our solution from running away from our sin and our pride that will lead us to ultimate destruction, is that you and I, we need to acknowledge our shortcomings, our sins, our pride, our ego, and trust in the Lord with all of our heart. That's what verse 5 is saying. This is Father's warning to His Son. As the writer of Proverbs is saying, So trusting in the Lord implies that one will not trust in his own instant or his own resources. To trust in the Lord with all your heart, it means that one must wholly rely upon God. And God's promises, his wisdom, his power, and love to help us in every circumstances. Human understandings, as we have seen, is subject to error, as we have seen earlier. God, on the other hand, sees and understands everything. For He is the Creator. He is the one that, who you can trust and you can lean on. Let's consider the first three kings of Israel, for example. Saul, David, and Solomon. They were chosen by God to lead the Israelites. But it is interesting to see how Saul was seen as a king without a heart fully trusting in God. Solomon, on the other hand, his heart was only half, half dedicated and trust in the Lord. But lastly, David is seen as the only king throughout the Israel's history whose heart was fully, fully dedicated to God, that he has trusted in God. And ultimately, it was promise that was made by God that from David's lineage, lineage, that the Messiah will come to rescue. All three kings, all three kings, Saul, David, and Solomon, they had problems, they have issues that they were dealing with their sin in their lives, but as we look at the life of king David he was the he 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 was the only different king from Saul and Solomon that when he fall into a trap of sin and temptation, he will acknowledge his own shortcomings, he will acknowledge his sin, and he will seek after forgiveness to God and he will place his trust in the Lord with his life. Don't you want to be like David? Don't you want to be like David, having his full of his heart that is dedicated and and trusting in the Lord? As the writer of this uh, Proverbs is saying, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. It's not with half of your heart. It's not with 0% of your heart. But it is with all of your heart. And as we continue to see in verse 6, God is promising. For those that who trust in God alone, God promises that He will make your path. Straight. Don't you want your life to be smooth? Don't you want your life to be going in a in a smooth, straight path rather than going up and down or, or in, and swerving around kind of thing? This is what God is promising for those that who trust in the Lord and not lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all of your ways and he will make your path straight. See the blessings that comes to the person who trusts in the Lord with all of his heart, according to Prophet Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7-8, through 8, where he says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its root by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the years of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. For those that will trust, the blessings that they will receive, even in the hard time, even in the anxious time, of there is no water because of the drought, it's promise that they will bear much fruit. Isn't this a wonderful promise that God is giving to us? Wouldn't you want to humble yourself before God and trust in Him with all of your life and all of your ways? Third, again, this passage is telling us to humble yourself before God and fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. In the Bible, the word fear can mean several things. It can refer to terror one feels in a frightening situation, but it could also mean respect in a way of a servant fears for his master that he loves and serves him faithfully, right? Throughout the Bible, these kind of respect have been seen by many different people like Abraham, like Moses, like um, uh, Joshua, Right, like David, as we have seen. And another way that fear can be uh, uh, um, fear can be seen is by reverence or or awe of a person. Feels in the presence of a greatness. So the word fear that verse seven is used has the meaning of respect and reverence. So then, how can one fear the Lord with this kind of respect and reverence? Well, you must first know who God really is. Let's consider how God is described according to Westminster Larger Catechism, question 7, which asks, What is God? God is a spirit in and of himself, infinite in being, glory, blessedness, and perfection, all-sufficient, eternal, unchangeable, incomprehensible, everywhere present, all right, knowing all things, most wise, most holy, most just, most merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth." Wow! This is so full and rich of the definition of who God is. Aren't you glad that this is a God that you serve? Just hearing this about His character gives me a chill. Right, because God, there is no beginning. He's infinite. Right, His glory, His blessedness, His perfection, in in all He's sufficient by Himself. He's eternal. He's unchangeable. Right, and He continues on. He's most wise. Why? Because He's the Creator. He's most holy. He's most just. He's most just, merciful and gracious. Those who fear the Lord have a continual awareness of Him, a deep reverence for Him, and commitment to obey Him. And this is the kind of response that can only come when one acknowledges their own shortcomings and inability to live a holy life that God desires. But in order to make such a confession about God, you cannot do it on your own. You must rely upon God to help you. How can you do that? Well, it is in humility you need to confess your inability and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit by the work of Jesus Christ. You must rest in the message of the gospel and preach this very truth daily in your life. Will you come before God humbling yourself? Acknowledging the fact that you're not, you're not, you're not wise enough. You're not, you know, your understandings has capabilities and, and limitations. As we look back at Proverbs chapter three, verses five through uh, five through eight, do you want the true wisdom which comes from God? And in order to receive this, in order to give your trust, in order to fear God, I want you to humble yourself. Well, how can you do that? Well, the best example comes to us through Jesus Christ from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and following, where he says, Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Jesus was God, sent by God the Father, In humility, he lived a perfect life, exemplified the life that God intended his people to live. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. As we reflect upon the work of Jesus, and as we have a calling to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, we cannot do this on our own strength. We cannot do this on our own wisdom because our own strength and our own wisdom have limitations because of sin. And the only way that we could do is to humbly come before God and acknowledge Him to be the Creator, to be the God that who gives to those that who are in need. Will you make this confession this evening, this morning? Will you come before God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for the message of hope that is found in your word. Lord, as we live our lives, Lord, help us to, to fully trust you with all of our hearts and help us to fear you and lean not, not on our own understanding or seeing with our own eyes what is right. But we want to reflect everything through the lens of the gospel and being able to preach this gospel daily in our lives. So Lord, I pray that you will help us to do the very thing. So we thank you for this time. And I pray in the name that is above every name, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.